This is um, the first uh, session uh, after the introduction, and this addresses uh, hermeneutical power, uh, which is the attribution of power imbalances to a lack of understanding of both the nature of the implications and the essence of the agreements or documents embodying such agreements. Now, based on an understanding and interpretation of text, hermeneutical power places the groups proposing the agreement at an advantageous position. Uh, in other words, it is insightful that to know that those who propose the agreement and conceive the documents establishing such agreements know better the language of the documents as well as the essence and implications of the agreements. Now they know what they seek through these agreements and know the bottom line spirit of the document. I, that is that they perceive, we can say that they perceive both the intrinsic and extrinsic meaning and implications of a given agreement or document. In other words, the document originates from someone and, and this person or entity that from which from whom the document originates has greater insight into the intricate aspects of that particular document. We have to keep that in mind. And therefore, they are in a position of power. Now, the knowledge of the spirit of the agreement penetrates deeper than the text, per se, to the sources evoked in the text. Uh, in, in, and that is, you know, classical authors with theoretical, you know, epistemological, ontological, and axiological kinship to those who prepare the agreement or propose the agreement. Uh, there's a relationship here between the ones, in other words, there is a relationship between those who write the document or propose the docu this, this particular agreement and the foundations, uh, you know, both the philosophical, the theoretic, theoretical, the ontological, you know, the values of it, you know, the axiological aspects of it. They're all uh, somehow closer, closely related to the people who are proposing this particular document and and so they in in that way it places that kinship that relationship places a particular party uh, closer to the actual meaning of the document than it does to the ones whom to whom the document is being proposed um, you know so we can say then that the degrees of closeness in, in that is the proximity and distance to the author's thought process constitute the measure of mastery of textual content and in turn mastery of textual content signifies an ability to manipulate content by unearthing the subtleties concealing essential meanings. Keep that in mind. Now, inherent in the nuances of hermeneutical power is also the fact that closeness and distance leads to mediation between the core. Um, you know, and that is uh, the core and, and the periphery. Now, 
core entities are those entities that have the closeness so that they are closer to the actual original spirit of the agreement. And then the periphery entities are those entities that are found distant from it. Now, this requires mediation. Now, in, in this mediation too, we have that hermeneutical power plays a part since mediators are not from neutral entities. Rather, they oftentimes, or, or in practically in almost all cases, their personnel from core entities. You know, they're consultants, they're retired uh, or former officials, they're former government officials in countries where the institution is based. Uh, and so mediation results in the preservation of hermeneutical power in that it does nothing to change the text or the content of negotiations, but ultimately enhances the center's understanding of the periphery. Thus, mediation becomes a tool to preserve hermeneutical power. Now, I have to explain this. If we have an agreement being proposed by an, a Western entity, uh, it is not often, in fact, it is almost never that we would have a mediator coming from a non-Western world. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that our world has designed uh, itself to be. I mean, we have created these institutions that are powerful, and so they cannot be understood by someone who's outside of those institutions or from outside the culture of those institutions. So if there is a discord between uh, entities from the different parts of the world, from the West versus non-West, it becomes very important that we have somebody who understands what the West is proposing and somehow claims some sort of understanding of the non-Western world. And oftentimes those are people from Western, from Western countries who will mediate, you know, former presidents, former uh, ministers and so forth and so forth. And they would become then these instruments of mediation uh, for conflicts that involve the West and the non-Western world. Now, this preservation of power through mediation resonates with the inverted allegory of the cave thesis in Wadiongo regarding the role of the interpreter. Wadiongo borrowed from Socrates' allegory of the cave, where Socrates portrayed the philosopher as one whose knowledge of both the cave and the outer world illuminated the residents of the cave by interpreting the essence of the shadows that they saw in the cave as mere reflections of what was actually happening in the world outside. What Diongo argued that the interpreter ought to be sensitive to the reality of those in the cave when attempting to interpret the reality found outside the cave. Now, that is plausible, that is phenomenal for the context in which what Diongo is talking about in the independences of African countries, you know, the creation of elites and so forth. Uh, in this case, I argue, however, that this instance of my use of mediator as interpreter is the reverse of the allegory of the cave thesis, because while in Wadiongo, the interpreter aims at converting the cave's perspective into that of the outer world, the aim of international mediators is not to convert non-African institutions, but to help these institutions understand how to adapt their strategies for effectiveness in dealing with Africa, or the developing world for that matter. In summary, hermeneutical power plays an important role in the fairness of negotiations. 
you know, and the closer parties to the spirit of the text, establishing the terms of an agreement, the more likely they are to catch the nuances and implications of such agreement. And this translates to various contexts, not only Africa in relation to the West, but the developing world in relation to the West. We're also talking about the, you know, the emerging powers in relation to the develop the rest of developing countries. And we're also talking about uh, various other, you know, religious powers and versus, you know, other kinds of entities that, so it's, it does translate beyond just, um, you know, one context. It is very possible to apply this hermeneutical power, this, uh, this analysis of hermeneutical power in, in contexts that go beyond, um, you know, this that I just mentioned now or uh, beyond Africa and the developed, developed world. Thank you.